This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance. And I'm Sim Wee Boon. Today, we continue our special two-part conversation on scams, where last week we discussed about phone scams, how prevalent it was and how it works. Now, we move on and focus today on online and phishing scams. Now, these are a bit different than phone scams, but at the end of the day, it's unscrupulous characters trying to steal your money and it's happening at an alarming rate. One of the latest news involves more than 100 individuals losing over 4.6 million ringgit since 2018 after being duped into joining some online reward scheme. And according to the latest numbers we have from the police, uh, between January and July of 2022 alone, more than 12,000 cases were reported with losses exceeding 400 million ringgit. So this is something that's happening uh, all around us at an alarming rate, especially in such a digitally connected world now. So joining me to discuss this, we again have Ui Beng Cheng. He's the Financial Literacy Manager at the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia, or better known as FPAM. Good morning and welcome back, Beng Cheng. Hi, Sim. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's dive into this. Online scam, phishing scam, what, what exactly is it? Yeah, so basically, if you break it down, right, it's a scammer pretending to be someone else to steal your money or your identity. So if they steal your identity, they can gain access to your bank account, your credit cards, your e-wallets and, and such. So it, the, the idea is they pretend to be someone else or another organization to steal your ID, okay? So... If I, uh, if you look at uh, at the, the tax experts, there are actually nineteen types of phishing scams. But the most common types that we see in Malaysia are uh, three types. Uh, the first one is the bulk phishing. This is where the scammer sends out thousands of uh, emails or WhatsApp messages to to everyone, right? So you, you'll probably receive this in your emails, uh, pretending to be your bank. Say, hi, this is X Bank. Uh, we we detected uh, a, a breach in our account. So please log in into your account now with your login password to verify. So then they send you a, a fake link, right? You click on it and it actually goes to the scammer's website. Then you you put in your, your login and your password and the scammer steals that from, from you. Okay, so that, that's a, a bug phishing, right? It sends to everybody. The, the second type is, is a more targeted one. Uh, we call it spear phishing. So spear phishing is when, let's say, you get a WhatsApp message. It says... Uh, Hi, I registered for an e-commerce website, you know, and accidentally put in your phone number. Uh, can you please send me the TAC code that you received? Uh, I, I need to use it to buy so and so what, whatever. So some people, the victims would think, oh, the poor guy, you know, he, he actually used my phone number. Sure, I'll just send him the TAC code. What they, you don't realize is actually uh, the this is the last line of defense that the bank uses uh, to verify whether it's you. So the bank, uh, the scammer had already had access to your bank account. They just need your the last line of defense, which is the TAC code. So they send a spear phishing to you to bypass uh, the, the TAC where they get the TAC. Once they get the TAC, they have access to transferring your money out of your account already. The third type is also a type of spear phishing, uh, what's called whaling. Whaling is actually uh, targeted at uh, company executives in charge of the uh, accounting of a company. So for example, uh, let's say you're the accountant, right? In charge of payment to the vendor. You get a WhatsApp message from somebody saying, uh, Selamat Hari Raya, uh, this is Kamal, your printer supplier. Then uh, the next day, you get a message from this unknown number, Kamal again, it says, hey, uh, 
we are updating our banking details, you know, please use this new banking account number for payment. Uh, so we are expecting the next payment for 200,000 uh, ringgit or whatever. So innocently, you think, oh, that's Kamal. Uh, he, he sent me a Hari Raya greeting uh, the, the day before. I'll just update into our system the new banking number. So the next month, when you're checking your account, you get a call from the real supplier. You say, hey, we haven't received the payment yet. Have you made uh, the payment to us? And then that's when you realize, you know, you actually made payment to the wrong company. You paid the scammer instead of your, your real supplier. So this type of uh, whaling uh, uh, hacks uh, or spishing does happen. It's very targeted. Uh, it's, it's not a general uh, email phishing, but it's designed to scam the executives in the company that is in charge of the accounts. I think the aspect of all these scams, they are using online means with a fake identity, reaching out to try to steal your information or misinterpret information so that you will make transactions, right? Yeah. So, you know, as technology evolves, there are new uh, means of communication, you know, you just think about it, uh, maybe 10, 15 years ago, we never used WhatsApp, right? So all of us was using SMS. So scammers, we use SMS. So what we see now is that... Um, Email phishing still does happen, but our email clients, let's say you, if you're using Gmail, right, uh, or some other form of cloud service, right, they are doing, doing a better job of uh, sending these uh, phishing uh, emails to the spam folder. So what uh, scammers are doing now is uh, they are looking for a medium of communication which does not have a filter. So that's where uh, you get messages in WhatsApp, you get messages in uh, SMS, or even in Telegram, those don't have a, a proper filter. So when you get it, you have to filter it yourself and mm. decide whether it's a, a phishing uh, message or not. Yeah, so this one that it happens a lot, I think, is uh, also the jobs one where, you know, hi, I'm TikTok and I'm here to offer you a part-time job, right? And I think it also bleeds into another online realm where it comes to shopping as well because I have come across uh, victims uh, or even acquaintances, right, who've come close to it where um, you're shopping for something and then, then they, they try to kind of push errant links at you, you know, like buy this for discount at this much discount, but it's actually not true. It's, it's to get you to click on a link that brings you to a fake website that they've created that looks almost similar, almost legit in order to steal whatever information that you key in your bank, be it your login info to your bank details and whatnot. Yeah, so... Uh, the police has identified uh, e-commerce crime uh, is also one of the most common uh, scams that where people actually lose money. So the most common one, right, is actually when you are uh, buying something online that is not through an e-commerce platform uh, acting as the, the third party. So this could be, you know, you see in a Facebook uh, marketplace or you see it in a carousel where there is somebody selling something and then the person says, please bank the money directly into my account. So when you do that, you bank the money directly into the person, there's no guarantee that you get a product or the product is as advertised or, you know. Basically, you are sending a money direct to the scammer and you lose that money. So my advice is that if you want to buy something online, right, try to buy it from a proper e-commerce platform. It may seem uh, much cheaper if you buy it direct from the seller. If you want to do that, at least you try to do a COD, you know, cash on delivery, or actually meet the, the seller in person, where you can actually verify you have the product. When it comes to these online phishing scams, what exactly is the goal? Is it to steal your money or actually steal your data? Well, the ideally, they would want to steal your money, but uh, most scammers, uh, they are more complex now because they know that people are a bit more wary in uh, share, uh, giving money, right? So what they do is they will want to steal your data. 
So uh, a more complicated hack would be like this. Uh, you share your, uh, in, in the Twitter post or in the Facebook post, uh, this is my hometown. Uh, I grew up in this uh, Kamaman uh, and uh, this is where I grew up. This is my favorite food. This is my favorite color. When you share all this information, right, what the, 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 the scammer can do is actually they can call your bank and say, hey, uh, I want to change my password. I want to change my, my, my login. And then the bank will do a verification. They will ask you this uh, simple checks. They will ask you, like, uh, what's the, your mother's maiden name? What is your, your, uh, your, your, your secret password? On, uh, sorry, your secret question. You know, things like your birthday, your, uh, how do you pay your bills? If the scammer already has access to this, they can actually uh, bypass the verification with the bank. And then when they bypass the verification, they can tell the bank, please change my login. And that's where you actually, the, the scammer gain access to your, your online banking account details. Okay, and I think the last time when we spoke, we were talking a bit about downloading errant apps on the phone, right? This happens most frequently on Android phones. Yeah, sure. So the most common uh, uh, types of uh, scams we see uh, for this one is where, you know, there's a, you see an advertisement on Facebook. It's a cleaning company advertising a really cheap rate to clean your house. Uh. So you send a message to the, the, the advertiser. It says, hey, I'm interested in your cleaning services. Then the, the, the scammer will send you a link to download uh, what is called an APK file. An APK file is basically a package to download uh, an app on your Android phone. And uh, you install the app, and then the, the app will ask you, okay, please book your, your preferred cleaning time. Okay, now put in your uh, payment details. They will send you uh, to a, a, log, uh, uh, a link to click uh, to go to payment. And then uh, the app will ask you for permission. Can we get access to your SMS, to your camera, to your phone uh, uh, data files? When you give access, uh, to the app, the APK file that you downloaded, this app is basically going to to receive all the SMS that you re, uh, that you re receive, and they won't notify you. So when the bank sends you a TAC code uh, to verify that that you are making this payment, you don't see it. The app will see it. So the app will the scammer will start transferring money out from your account with the your password and the login that you already gave them and the TAC code. So many uh, victims, they don't realize that uh, their money has been siphoned out of their account until they actually check their bank account, which is maybe uh, a few weeks later, right? Or until you get the next payment. So by then, it may be already too late because the money has been already transferred to the scammer to the, uh, and the scammer has already uh, transferred the money out of the new account. Right, okay. So don't download any apps that's not from the app store. And this is not just restricted to the example you gave, you know. Uh, sometimes your kids could be playing with your phone and they end up downloading some weird game and all that's not from the app store and uh, that's dangerous. And of course, I mean, there's no really no way to kind of like stop it from happening unless you check it yourself, right? Yeah, so there are antivirus uh, apps that uh, you can download. But even then, these antivirus apps themselves, some of them are actually the, the scammers uh, apps. So my recommendation is you want to download an app, uh, antivirus app, uh, download a proper one, uh, a reputable one. Uh, for example, let's say Kaspersky, you know, uh, or the one that came with your, your phone, uh, the developer, the, the brand. Uh, actually install uh, uh, antivirus for you. So use those on the phone. Right, okay. All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense. 
brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Cents. I'm Sim Wee Boon and today's topics is scam. It's a special two-part conversation where last week we covered phone scams and today we're going to dive into online and phishing scams. Our guest today is Ui Beng Chiang. He's the Financial Literacy Manager for the Financial Planning Association of Malaysia or better known as FPAM. Now, earlier in the show, we were talking about uh, the types of online and phishing scams, uh, examples of how they, what they, what kind of examples that uh, are out there that you know you might have come across uh, and how they try to steal your identity data and money but now um benching i want to ask right so what do you do if you find out that you've been scammed online you know like the last time we spoke right if it's a phone scam right and you realize that money's been taken you, you immediately call 997 the national scam response center yeah so it's still the same uh, message if you have uh, received any of this and you've actually shared your data or you transferred uh, your money to to the, the scammer, call the National Scam Response Center, NSRC, at the hotline at 987. It's a 24-hour hotline. Call them at 987. So most of, more often than not, you know, scammers, they will uh, the, the victims of these scammers, they will feel ashamed. They will, oh, I can't believe it. I actually fell victim to this scam. You know, it's, it's so stupid of me. Don't feel ashamed. Call the 997, tell them you were a victim. Uh, also make a police report so that the police can start investigating uh, what happened and uh, hopefully they can track down the, the scammer. So if you have a relative uh, or a friend uh, who is telling you uh, this happened to them or they say, you know, it's just a small amount, I lost only maybe 100 ringgit, 150 ringgit. It's not whether it's a small amount. Uh, this, this, all these small amounts actually build up to a lot for the scammer. And what we are trying to do is prevent this from happening to other people. So when you report to the NSRC, right, when you call the 997, they will log in the details of the bank account that received the, the money, the bill account, basically. They will put a block on this bill account so that uh, money cannot be transferred out of it. And hopefully the victim can get their money back when uh, the account is blocked. But what about in the process of, you know, because these things don't happen just a click, right? It, it's uh, in between, you maybe you figure it out, right? But I guess for most people, um, the fear is coming from like, oh, I've not made any transactions. I've not made any transfers. But have my identity, my data been compromised? Halfway through, what can you do? Do you just stop contact? Do you turn off your computer, turn off your phone? I mean, what can you do? Yeah, sure. So recently, uh, Bank Nagara uh, announced uh, that all banks now have what is called a kill switch. So you can use a kill switch to immediately stop all uh, banking transaction that goes through your account. Uh, they also have it, if I'm not mistaken, for the credit cards now. So there's a kill switch for credit cards now. So if you realize you have been scammed and you actually gave your data to the scammer, you can actually uh, log into your bank account, use the kill switch. It will stop immediately all transactions coming from your account. You would have to uh, physically go to the bank branch and ask them to reactivate your account. This is where you can actually change your password lah, at, at, the, at the bank uh, branch. So this is the same for credit cards or so. So this one, do check with your bank how you can use the kill switch so that this is a, it's a bit faster than calling the NSRC lah, because you, you are doing it physically yourself. The last time when we spoke about the phone scam, the psychology behind it, what, what we are trying to do is um, to cause anxiety and then isolate you and then only attempt to scam you, right? But uh, in terms of these online phishing, right, what's the psychology and mythology behind it? Uh, what's the thinking behind it that will influence someone to actually uh, fall for it? 
So the 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 methods uh, this phishing uh, use right is slightly different uh, because you are reading it at your own leisure right the message that you see. One of my advice I often give to my friends is don't read your emails when you just wake up where your mind is half alert or before you go to bed right. So when you're half alert, you get a message from somebody and he says that uh, we, this is your bank. Uh, you your we just discovered your account has just been breached. Please immediately log in. And, and your mind is not at a full uh, mental capacity to comprehend what just happened and you just simply put in the login. So that, that's one of the dangers of reading emails when you just wake up or when you're half asleep, right? So the other one is actually um, the this, this uh, scammers, they try and uh, fool you into uh, thinking that the link that they send you or the email that, uh, that they send you looks almost similar to like the real thing. So for example, right? There is a bank. Uh, their 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 email uh, their website URL is uh, x .biz, something like that, right? That's their 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 legit uh, email. Uh, sorry, their legit uh, domain name. The scammers will will create one x .com .mine. That's the the scammers one. But when people Google it and they say, "Oh, this is bank x .com .mine. That must that sounds like the real one. So they go in there, looks exactly like the same, and then they put in their details. So that, that's how you lose your details. So what you should do is actually Google every link that you receive, check whether it's actually the real thing or not. So you could get an a email from uh, the, uh, the bank. It, it looks like maybank.com.edc. So it might be slightly off in some of the lettering or some of the wording. It may have the, the name of the bank but it's actually not the bank. So you need to check every email uh, address that you receive or some of these uh, transactions, which especially the ones that ask you to put in your details, change change the banking details of the people you're supposed to pay. Okay, so how else then uh, would we identify these forms of scams and protect ourselves? Well, the, the, the best way is actually, you know, because these are always evolving, right? For, for example, you know, the, the, the tips that we I just shared with you, uh, tomorrow, the scammer may come up with a new way to uh, exploit a new weakness. Exactly. So it, it, it's, it's always good to you know uh, keep, keep up with how scammers are evolving because the sad fact of life is scams are part of life now. We as uh, normal people, we have to keep up with the evolution of scammers. Also. So we have to up our defenses. So one of the ways is you know uh, the government has set up uh, several Facebook pages uh, there is a uh, InvestSmart, there is a uh, SmartFinance.my, where we give uh, general tips to the consumers. We tell them, okay, these are the type of scams that you should probably watch out for. Uh, even uh, Securities Commission Malaysia, Bank Nagara Malaysia, they have Facebook page that they set up to warn con uh, consumers about these type of common scams that are out there. So there's also uh, the EDRM. They also have a same up new. So this same up meal is a website uh, set up where you can put in a bank account number that uh, you're supposed to make payment to. It will tell you whether someone has reported this as a meal account. So that's uh, some of the websites that you can actually use to check whether it's a scam account. Yep. So essentially, the best way to do it is to stay informed, stay vigilant, and you know to to know because at the end of the day, these people will uh, continuously come up with different ways to figure out how to steal your money. And there's no, it's inevitable and you just need to figure out how you can protect yourself by staying informed, staying vigilant, listening to BFM, you know, uh, to know what are these new ways of them stealing your money. Yeah. So we 
also probably need to help uh, those who are people at risk. So when I say at risk, right, this could be the elderly, uh, it could be uh, young teenagers, uh, young youths, right, with access to online banking. They may not be so aware. So if you know that it's a scam, please do tell them uh, to be uh, wary of this. So, you know, we've heard of uh, cases where people lost millions, right? And these are actually educated people. It could be retired teachers, uh, it could be accountants, even lawyers. And you, you wonder, right, how did these people actually lose their money? Because they were caught at a moment of their weakness where they were isolated from other people and they didn't have someone to talk to at that time. If you are someone nearby them and you see them in distress, ask them. Is there something wrong? Is, is there somebody on the end of the phone or did you receive a distressing message? Ask them. So you could be that stop check, right? Which actually helps stop this scam happening. Lastly then, what are the maybe housekeeping rules or essential tips that you have? Yeah, so changing your password frequently is, is, a, is one of the good uh, ways of ensuring that uh, nobody steals your password. The other one is don't use uh, 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 the same password for all your, your logins, right? For example, you use uh, your birthday and your, your wife's name and you use that for all your other logins. So if someone hacks a website and they steal the data from uh, website A, they already have your login and, pa- and password. They can actually just go to your banking uh, uh, details, uh, your, your bank, and then they put in the same login and password and they have access to your banking uh, details. So that's why don't use the same password. Use a complex uh, password generator if possible. Uh, but the, the, the downside of using a complex uh, password generator is you, you need to remember the, the password, right? So uh, there are apps uh, that help you uh, have one login to all these passwords. Uh, that's one thing that you can use. Uh, the, the other thing is, uh, uh, like as I mentioned, don't put in uh, common, common numbers in your life uh, for example, your car number plate, your birthday, your your wife's birthday, or your wife's uh, 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 phone number in t- as a password. The reason because uh, the scammer most likely Googled you, tried to steal all your personal details, and they will use these combinations right uh, as into your password, and they'll try to figure out the the password from there. So that's one. Don't use common uh, uh, numbers in your life. The other one is, uh, you know, if you've seen these apps where uh, they ask you to download and then they say, okay, take a picture of your face, we'll alter your, your gender or we'll make you look old. Uh, that's been trending for a while, right? What people don't realize is what happens to the picture, you know, is uh, the, the, the bio-identity of your face secure in, on the server that you just sent to? Because we've seen uh, cases, right, where you, uh, they use... Uh, phishing attack to steal the identity of your face and this is the face you use to log in your phone, right? So once you lose the biosecurity of your face, right, you can never use that again because it's never secure. Someone has already taken your face. They can use that at any time to log in into uh, other biosecurities that requires you to take a photo. So that's a danger of not only giving people your password and your login, but it's also your biosecurity that you have given away to other people. All right. And with that, we've reached the end of our show for today. I've been speaking to Ui Beng Cheng. He is the Financial Literacy Manager for Financial Planning Association of Malaysia, better known as FPAM. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Wee Boon from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. 
Ringgit and Cents is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia, your lifetime insurance and takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.